is the 77 WABC minicast. From Wall Street to the White House, this is the Larry Kudlow Show. All right, folks, we welcome to the show a great dear friend of mine, Chris Ruddy. Christopher Ruddy is the CEO of the fabulous media company Newsmax. And it is an old and very dear friend. Chris Reddy, uh, welcome to the show. And I wanted to talk, first of all, we're so pleased you could join us. I wanted to talk about this great column you wrote. Uh, it's One War and Spreading. And you say Hamas's October 7th attack on Israel is not an isolated one, but part of a larger and growing war that started in the Ukraine almost two years ago, and you also linked this back to Afghanistan. So with that preamble, uh, tell us what you're thinking, please. Well, I'm thinking a lot, maybe too much, but um, the um, war that started in the Ukraine uh, in February of 2022, I think, has gone and morphed and metastasized into a war in the Middle East. Hmm. Uh, Russia's ally, Iran, has been behind the attacks. I talk to a lot of people in Israel. Uh, they tell me that Russia, they believe, was behind it as well. It's no surprise that it was um, the war started on October 7th, which also happens to be Putin's birthday. Mm-hmm. And that fact was not lost in Russia and Ukraine. Putin, you know, go back to the to the first Ukraine uh, invasion back in February. Putin gave a televised address and he's repeated those comments uh, similar similar comments after that. The, the basically, and you can read the speech online. It's uh, just look up English speech for the broadcast in February. I think it was February 22nd. He basically says, look, this is not a war on Ukraine. Ukraine is just an outpost of the United States, NATO, and the West. Mm. And that all over the world, the United States has caused these problems, and that Russia is now going to counter them. And then he says that essentially that it's a war on the West and that um, that societies uh, like America and, the, and, and Europe are corrupt, um, both financially and morally. And he says they don't have a right to exist. <laughs> and since then, we've seen, you know, there's a lot of evidence that he's been behind these coups in Africa with the Wagner Group in these French countries. Um, we know that uh, he's been backing this uprising in Kosovo with the ethnic Serbs. They're trying to cause trouble for NATO there. Um, he's allied with, uh, gotten very strong backing from China. And then we have Iran, which he is, he, they're bound on the hip. They've kept uh, Russia afloat um, and the drone and other supplies that Iran is giving them. Um, and now this attack is, is a benefit to, to Putin in a lot of ways. It draws a lot of attention away from Ukraine. Mm. It stretches American resources. And we saw the ga- same game book, that playbook that Putin used. Uh, surprise attack, mass killing of civilians, mm. rape, torture, taking hostages. He's taken over 10,000 children as hostage, Ukrainian kids. I mean, the guy is a brutal, uh, brutal barbaric dictator. And um, and we're seeing this step up, you know, and Biden sort of like passive saying, you know, let, hoping it's going to go away. Meanwhile, there have been the last number I heard, 70 Iranian proxy attacks on U.S. military forces across the Middle East. That's right. So I think we're at war um, and we don't want to admit we're at a war. 
but it's a it's a it's a nascent war and it's growing and it's right and it and we will feel the effects of it at some point. You have an axis of evil, I would say, with Iran, Russia, and China. You could throw in North Korea, Chris, but for the moment, I'm putting them aside because Iran is selling drones to Russia for for cash, obviously, so Iran can sponsor terrorism. But, Chris, the other factor is, you know, Xi Jinping meeting with Joe Biden in San Francisco. The dirty little secret is China buying oil from Iran and buying oil from Russia is financing two wars against the United States. Well, yeah, we can't handle, uh, and Biden certainly doesn't want to handle multiple fronts in a war. Mm. And um, Taiwan, you know, they're ratcheting up the tensions. I, I think that Xi Sorry. is very weak. And we saw this Afghanistan. This was the signal when they saw this. I mean, the evacuate, I wasn't a big fan of the Afghan war, but when they saw the way we evacuated, mm-hmm. Larry, Mm-hmm. They they knew this was going to be a guy that was not going to be strong, and he keeps wanting to avoid war, so he plays the appeal. And the way he does this is just he'll he'll tell the Ukrainians, "I want to help you, I'll give you aid, but don't do this and don't do that." And they slow walk the military aid, and now now he gave the Russians a year to build up their military military strength, and they've they've used it now. And we can't break through. And he's telling the Israelis the same thing. People around the Netanyahu government are telling me he's telling them not to. He wants to cease fire. He doesn't want to. And you were talking, I think, earlier about the medical supply. He, mm. All he wants to focus on is helping the Gazans. Mm. Yeah, you know, um, I think they're going to wind up. They, I think the Biden administration will slow walk aid to Israel. I mean, already they lost a vote last night. Direct aid to Israel, $14 billion was a Republican proposal. They wanted to link it to Ukraine, complicate it with Taiwan and the southern border. But, Chris, you broke up a second. I just want to make sure that the idea that China, by its oil purchases, you know, breaking sanctions with both Russia and Iran, don't you think they're playing a major role here in uh, wars against America? Yeah, I do. I, I Look, they're all in cahoots. They're all trying to undermine yeah. any sanctions that we have. You know, And I also think the Saudis are not helping. Mm. You know, They keep cutting oil production, which has risen the price of oil. And the principal reason why Russia and, and Iran are able to, to fight and continue doing what they're doing mm. is that they have this huge amount of money that um, um, we know the Russians have brought in about $100 billion in revenue because of oil prices being so high. We mm. know that. Mm-hmm. We know that Iran's brought in um, $60 billion. And, and I saw President Trump, your good friend, recently, and he said, you know, when he left, Iran had no money. Nothing. Biden's allowed them to get money. It wasn't just the $6 billion. He's He's given them tens of billions by lifting the sanctions. It's a, listen, it's a really important point. I mean, Trump took out their chief uh, terror master, Soleimani. They did nothing. Why'd they do nothing? Because they didn't have any money. Why didn't they have any money? Because we made the sanctions work. Biden's lifted the sanctions or relaxed them to such an extent. That's what's driving me crazy about this China meeting. Biden won't let, you know, he won't finger China. It's like they're not our adversary. I mean, there were moments when he didn't want to finger Putin. And he never did say, by the way, if you go back to February 2022, Remember, Biden said, don't do this. Don't you dare invade Ukraine. If you do horrible, bad things are going to happen. He never said what. 
And then I couldn't figure out what horrible bad things exactly happened, Chris. No, he's gone very easy, and he's he's showing. And if you look at the response that we basically had, I would say it was Boris Johnson and, funny enough, Nancy Pelosi that mm. really led the effort to respond mm. to the invasion. And I think it's very – a lot of conservatives are not supporting the Ukrainians. I think they're wrong. It's A lot of the stuff is out there. I think that the Russians are influencing social media in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the 80% of the aid that goes there goes back to U.S. Def- defense contractors. Uh, there's like three different audit levels mm. uh, involved. So the money is going where it is supposed to go. They're not stealing it like they keep saying on different social media platforms. Um, and this is – and we failed. Had I believe Biden sent 60 HIMAR, those specialty trucks, artillery trucks that have those smart bombs, he only sent 14 the first year, and they were able to take back. 20% of the territory Russia stole. Had he sent 60 that year and not put so many restrictions, I think we would have pushed them back, and I think this thing would have been over early. 